Hi, this is Emily. And this is Maddie. And this is Spill the Mead. Book Tales! Woo! <laughs> Once upon a time, in a land far away, two white girls <laughs> were drinking some mead with a couple of books of folktales. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we're going to read them to you. And we're going to read them to you. And <laughs> no one has written in with a suggestion on how to start these. Yeah. So we're so just there. like, we're just going to say once upon a time and say some and shit. And then just tell you what's going on around us. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. We are in the studio. Yeah. There's a candle. It smells really good. It yeah. smells like a forest. Yeah, once upon a time, Maddie's fucking taking her shoes off again. Oh my gosh, I need to take my shoes off. Give me a second. I pause. I like, what seriously, yeah, I put on Birkenstocks today, even though it's like two degrees out, specifically so I could just immediately kick them off when I got here, and I wore comfy, cozy socks. Yeah, because what are we even doing if we're not reading folk tales, crisscross applesauce, and our swivel chairs? <laughs> you know what the worst part is, though? <laughs> I like to sit crisscross applesauce, mm-hmm. or as my uh, six-year-old daughter calls it, cripple applesauce. Yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah. Same. In my chair. But then I, I don't know if you notice, I slowly am going to the right, like, Mm-hmm. My my spinny chair slowly turns me to the right. Mine and I does keep that having too. to push myself over, and Mine it's really annoying. <sighs> okay. Did Anyways, you... should I just jump in with our first one? Yeah. I mean, God, I don't know. That last Folktales episode was such a banger. It really was. I don't know if there's ever going to be another that tops it. I really hope today's the day. Yeah. And also we are running out from the books that we currently own. We are running out of stories that are like the appropriate length in order to have like three stories per Mm -hmm. episode. Mm -hmm. So let us know what you guys think. Should we do like a longer one and like have just one in an episode or two? Or like I also am buying more books so we can keep up with the like three per episode if that is what everyone prefers. What do you, what do you want? We want to give you (laughs) what you want. Baby, I want to give you everything you want. We can be everything you need. (laughs) You can fix me. (laughs) (laughs) We want you. All right. Okay. Well, here so, we go. Thanks for being here. It's a history yeah. gossip podcast where we read folk tales. Sometimes. Yeah. Now we're gonna gossip about folk tales. Yep. Okay. Here we go. So the first one. I am. Is this a South America book? Yes. Oh, this is. this one. These this ones one always is... are cute. I think. Right? Okay. And this one sounds like it's also going to be adorable. Ugh. All right. I don't know. There's pirates involved, apparently. Oh, okay. Well, but it's going to be sexy. Yeah. So this is based in the 16th century, and it is called The Diamond Ring. Oh, 1500s, my favorite. And yeah. pirates. Oh, I am already half-masked. Let's go. a <laughs> <Atta> girl. <laughs> but this one is based in Puerto Rico, Caribbean area, supposedly. So, yeah, let's do this. The young soldier whistling and out of... Gosh, they always have the best descriptions. Sorry. Okay. Let me <laughs> let me go. The young soldier whistling an out-of-tune love song knocked at the door of a pretty home near the fortress of San Juan. Good afternoon, Gloria, said the youth to the servant who opened the door. Are Aunt Brianda and Monica at home? Brianda. Brianda. that. Uh-huh. Ooh. Yes, Don Juan, come in. I feel like a lot of our heroes in this book are named Don Don Juan. Don Juan, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
come in, they're busy making lace for the altar cloths of the cathedral. Ooh. Brianda, Monica, teach me how to make lace. Yeah, God. That sounds so cool. Are you listening? Is your name Brianda? <laughs> you, Literally reach out to aunt? us. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to send you a sticker. Yeah. Your name's Brianda. Yeah. I love it. Do you have a servant named Gloria? Do you know how to make lace? Yeah. If so, please reach out. Yeah. Thank you, answered the visitor, who entered the living room with a martial step. When the cordial greetings were over, he sat down next to his girlfriend, Monica. Girlfriend, hey. Hey, his girlfriend. After admiring the beautiful lace and chatting a bit, Juan looked at his girlfriend affectionately and asked her, If you are not too busy, Monica, can you entertain us for a while with your guitar and your songs? Oh, I would love that as well, Monica. Yeah. Sing for us, Monica. And what would you like me to play, Juanio? Well, the triumphant entry of Don Gonzalo de Cordova into Naples. I like to hear the way you imitate the bugles and drums. I, yeah, with a guitar. What? Yeah. Good job, with her Monica. voice? Yeah. yeah. Either way, I'm here. Yeah, it. you go, Monica. But you always ask for the same thing. That's only the beginning. Later, you and I will sing the verses together. Oh. Stop it. You may be a good gunner, but as a singer, you haven't a clue. On the other hand, your voice is marvelous and it delights me like the incense in the cathedral and the guitar in your hands reaches my soul. Flatterer, no more compliments. Whoa, okay. Wow. Monica can't take a compliment either. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Neither can Emily and I. I can't take it. Oh, I, I am the worst at it. I swear to you by the virgin. And also, let me tell you that last night I dreamed that I had given you a most beautiful diamond ring as a wedding gift. And in my dream, we were married in the cathedral, and after the ceremony, we served refreshments to our friends in the patio under the shade of the trees. Whoop, whoop. This is beautiful. Yeah. That's a very attainable dream, I Yeah, feel. absolutely. May God hear you, Juanio. A diamond ring. Only a week ago, you told me that you, the best gunner, were the poorest in the fortress. I am, my dear, but no one is excluded from God's help. Through some miracle, we will get married, and I will give you a ring because I love you with all my heart. These ones are always so fucking cute. They're always so fucking cute. Monica was a very pretty girl. Always happy, lively, and a little mischievous. Yeah, she looks sassy. I love you, Monica. the same song. Stop flattering me. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) She's a fire (laughs) Monica is very... That's like... Someone named Monica is happy and lively and a little mischievous. That oh, makes sense to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She had a charming smile and her voice was as melodious as the music of her guitar or the chime of small bells. An orphan since childhood, she'd lived with her good and wise aunt, whom she loved as if it were her mother, as if she were her mother. Although she amused herself flirting with Juan, Monica loved him with all the fervor of her soul. You guys, yeah. Monica, Juan forever. Come on. And Juanillo, also known as Juan Alonso Teodio, just so you know, I don't know if that comes up again, but that's his full name, okay. deserved his girlfriend's love. He was a handsome Andalusian, mm-hmm. around 23 years of age, hardworking, honest, and fond of adventures. He decided voluntarily to come to the Americas, so he enlisted in Cadiz in the army of his king, Philip II. And a year later, he and his companions disembarked on the beautiful beaches of Puerto Rico, or Bornquen, as the Indians call it. In Spain, and now his new land, Juan took... Juan so took to heart the teachings of his officers that he came to master the cannon. He was truly unequaled on the island. So why isn't he getting paid better? I was going to say, how are you you the best gunner? 
And you're the poorest yeah. in the fortress. Know your worth, Juan. Yeah, ask for a raise. God. Uh, th- they want to keep you around. Yeah, come on. You relocated for this job. This was a lot for you. I, I absolutely agree. Mm-hmm. One night, a few months after Juan's visit with his girlfriend, the governor... Why does, like, girlfriend sound so okay. weird? Okay, I was just going to say, like... It's okay, female listeners, hi. Have you ever encountered, maybe you're the one that said it, maybe you were the girlfriend, I don't know. But, like, you know when, like, someone else is speaking girl? And, like, I'll, I'll give you an example. Like, we were in the store once with my now husband. And we had been dating for, like, so long. Like, five mm-hmm. years at this point. And he had worked at the same place. Like, everyone there knows me and stuff. And so we run into one of his coworkers at the store. And she doesn't look at me. She looks at him and goes, oh, is that your girlfriend? And it's like, you know that my name is Maddie. Like, you know that. Like, you know who I am. Like, come on. Like, don't. Yeah, I speak girl, too. And I know that that wasn't nice. Like, it's just like, I don't know. We know that her name is Monica. Just say Monica. Not like, over at his girlfriend's house. Like, I don't know why. It's your ear wrong. I know that, like, girlfriend and boyfriend is, like, a serious. It's already, like, a serious commitment. But something about it sounds a little, like. Especially, th- this is, like, a folktale from the 16th century? Yeah. 1600s or 16th century? A uh, 16th century, so 1500s. I did yeah. not know that girlfriend and boyfriend was. Maybe it's, like, a translation thing? It could be. Okay. One night, a few months after Juan's visit with his girlfriend, the governor was informed that a dreadful enemy with a fleet of 26 ships was approaching the port of San Juan. Oh, shit. He immediately put the entire city in a state of defense. Drums and bugles... Monica can, can do drums and bugles with her own mouth yeah, like, and her guitar. Boom, boom, just so boom, you know, boom, like, boom, yeah, get her to boom, work. Boom, boom, boom. Right? Yeah, get <laughs> yeah. her out here, too. Maybe she, she can sing a nice song about how you need a raise. Maddie out there, like, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, go, Maddie. She has a melodious voice. God, no one has <laughs> ever or will ever say that about me. <laughs> I think it's melodious. All everyone listening in their cars right now with my fucking voice blasting through the speakers. It's like, yep, can confirm. Melodious ain't it. <laughs> it's 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 a word, it's not melodious. Yeah. No. I, I would say it is. I'm giving your voice the name of melodious. Um but the drums and bugles were sounded to signal yes. the danger and to order the troops to come to arms. The bridge of San Antonio was cut. That's oh, a big fucking deal. That's a huge deal. An edict was proclaimed telling the women, children, and the old to abandon this city, oh, leaving only the able men for its defense. This is a big fucking deal. Yeah, Monica. Um, by the way, the little, little asterisks or whatever do clarify that Andalusian, which I don't know about you, but I keep thinking Andalasia, like from Enchanted. I've never seen Enchanted. I know, yeah. What? Yeah. What? Is that the one with um, uh, Giselle, too? Yeah. Yeah, when I had the strawberry blonde hair, people would be like, you're you like really Giselle. should have. like, yeah. I don't know. You really should have cosplayed. She's so cute. And now I got um, aerial hair. Whoops. And now you have aerial hair. I know who that is. You know what? Well, it it is Andalusia, not Andalasia. And it is in southern Spain. Oh, it's a place. Okay. Yep. It's pretty sounding. Andalusia. Andalusia. 
What has happened? Is it possible that the pirate Drake, who has spread terror everywhere, has arrived at our port? Drake? Drake? Okay. Is he hot? I was going to say, what are we? The pirate Drake. Asked Aunt Brianda while she, Monica, and the servant were hurrying in the darkness toward the home of a relative who lived in the next village. I don't think so, Aunt, Monica answered. Wania told me that this cruel pirate, after completely conquering and plundering San- Santo Domingo and later... Cartagena and Colombia has set sail for London with a booty valued at more than three million ducados. Juanil was not mistaken. Drake, the most powerful of the pirates in that period, was sailing on his way to England until he received information that the head ship of the Spanish fleet anchored in the port of St. Juan was carrying a cargo of two million ducados in gold and silver. Mm. As soon as Drake heard these words, he set sail toward San Juan in spite of the objections of his captains, one of whom was John Hawkins, Drake's relative and teacher. Okay, hold up. So John Hawkins, Drake's relative and teacher. John Hawkins, like the real, the real John Hawkins, like the privateer, like, pirate slave trader is drake sir francis drake the timeline matches up <laughs> so, do it we was... want to like pause and look but no we're just gonna keep plugging we're going, along yeah it's francis drake and i haven't heard of that other person I'm but is this percent sure that they're from the same time period as like this is so like okay. the 16th century so yeah, we're if, going with that if it's not right just yeah, don't. Everyone. Oh, I was li- literally about to jump in and be like, let us know. And you're like, no, it's don't Francis tell us. Drake. I don't want it to be now. now. Yeah, yeah, okay. We're, we're rolling <laughs> with that. Okay. Okay. Um, tell Emily, not me. Yeah, and weren't they relatives, John Hawkins and Sir Francis Drake? I hadn't heard of Hawkins, but I, I trust you. I, th- I think so. I don't know Sir a lot Francis about Sir Francis Drake them, was but. for sure, like, in this area at some point. Right, exactly. I don't know the, like, years, but... Is that what we're fucking talking about? I think so. This is the it realist folktale we fucked with so far. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm guessing when Neo is not real, but you know what? Monica. I like that it's based around something so real. Yeah, wow. Okay. And I also hate it because, like, if something bad happens, it's, like, really bad. <laughs> it's, like, real life bad. Okay, anyways. So... The great pirate became angry. Just as a recap, remember, Drake was not supposed to sail out to get these Ducatos. Yes. And one of his captains is his cousin. Hawkins. Hawkins. Yes. Okay. Okay. The great pirate became angry and shouted, let's go to Puerto Rico and rob those stupid Puerto Ricans in no time at all. No time. We're just going to sail and sail out. Yep. When he arrived in San Juan, Drake took advantage of the intense darkness of the night and attacked the port with 25 well-equipped boats. In spite of the cannonballs which were fired from land, the pirates set fire to the Magdalena, a warship of his majesty which had just entered the port. Oh, I like the name of it. I'm sad. Magdalena, no. Yeah. Immediately, the bay was illuminated by the frigate in flames, and it was because of this light that the artillery was able to see and destroy most of the English ships. 
Oof. Oh, whoa. Yeah, oof. And what was Winio doing during this combat? As the first gunner of the fortress, he was in charge. He was fucking gunning him down, dude, for <laughs> half the pay. Yeah, for no fucking pay. This is some bullshit. He was in charge of the operation and care of the best and largest cannon, a gift from the king of Spain. By the light of the fire, the young man could see the headship near the entrance of the port, and he clearly noticed the light from a small window in the stern. The gunner carefully aimed his cannon toward that little light, then making the sign of the cross and calling upon the Apostle James, he fired the weapon without hesitating. Can you imagine how hard it would be to aim a fucking cannon? (laughs) No! Like, aiming an old gun sounds impossible, let alone a fucking cannon. A fucking cannon. Like crossing yourself and being like, all right. Apostle James. Jesus, take the cannonball. Yep. And guide it <laughs> right into cannonball. his face. <laughs> the unexpected shot entered the dining room of the ship and killed John Hawkins and other oh. Englishmen who were having refreshments and laughing at the stupidity of the Puerto Rican defenders. Oh, shit, fuck. Oh. Drake, saddened by the death of Hawkins and surprised by the obstinate resistance of the people people of Puerto Rico, weighed anchor on the following day and sailed toward England. The governor of Puerto Rico, excited over the defeat of the enemy, gave the gunner Juan Alonso Teodio a big fat fucking raise, a diamond ring and a money purse for the fine way in which he had served his majesty on that occasion and for having killed Juan Diaquines. That's for Monica. That is a gift to Monica. Right, right onto Monica's finger. I also... A girlfriend no longer. No, oh no. Yeah, we can just dump that term mm-hmm. right now. She, you a fiancé now. You fiancé, Also, I would really, like, I would just like to see, you know, like, an annual raise, though. Like, I want, <laughs> like, more for him. That's not enough. Like, he, he, yes, exactly. A, a money purse, that's lovely. That's fine. What about next year's money purse? Yeah, I, I need, like, a consistent money purse i need to be moved up the ranks Mm -hmm. yeah exactly thus states the chronicle one year later when juan had completed his service in the army him and monica were married in the cathedral and as a wedding ring she received the precious diamond ring after the ceremony the bride and groom served refreshments in the patio of the cathedral to their friends who included the governor other spanish officials and almost all the inhabitants of the capital and so the dream of Juanillo, the best gunner on the beautiful island of Puerto Rico, was fulfilled. How wholesome. Also, I'm going to take folktale. a quick little posy pause, and I'm going to see how Hawkins died, because I want to see if that's true. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, according to Royal Museums Greenwich.co.uk, um, he just like die he did die in a battle like at sea i guess his son richard was killed okay and then so him and his cousin oh drake oh yep went and oh my god it was him some place in puerto rico and oh my god it didn't say how he died though but i like the idea that if he was a mean i mean he was a slaver so he was a mean son of a bitch yeah and deserved to go to hell so the way in which he died in that story sounds great to me yeah and, and then it, in the end, our Juanillo got his ring for his girl. It was perfect. That was that was an interesting folktale because mm-hmm. that was just all very attainable and very realistic. Very historical. But we felt 
good about ourselves because mm-hmm. we were right. Yeah, we, we were. Some and you know what? Shit. If you're new here, if this is the first episode you ever listened to, usually our folktales are not at all historical. Like yeah. they're, I mean, they're from history, but they're not like they don't. They're not based around historical events. Like yeah, no, 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 no. Some weird shit happens. Like you're talking to a skeleton. Or, yeah. Or like you're or fighting sharks. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not. It's not that. Yep. Okay, well, let's see what yours is all about, Maddie. Maybe we're going to get right back into the fantasy of it all. We are. We're flying over to Scotland for this one. And we're going to talk about some Selkies. Ooh. Yeah. Um, It's called The Seal Catcher and the Selkies. Ooh. Don't overthink it. So, once upon a time, there was a man who lived not far from the very north of Scotland. He dwelled in a little cottage by the seashore and made his living by catching seals and selling their fur. Don't love it. It was a different time. Yeah. He earned a good deal of money in this way, for these creatures used to come out of the sea in large numbers and lie on the rocks near his house, basking in the sunshine, so that it was not difficult for him to creep up behind them and kill them. (gasps) I hate this. Okay. Well, I'm hoping that they're going to get their revenge, because this is... Kind of making me sad. Yeah. <laughs> and aren't selkies, like, beautiful women who have the fur or who have, like, the skin or whatever of a seal and then, like, if you take it away from them, then they can't go back to the sea and then they die unhappy mourning their life in the sea? I think so. <laughs> I only – I to be honest, I've only ever heard of selkies in – it's not the old man in the sea – Song of the Sea? Is that the... It's like an Irish... Um, oh. It's a folk tale. Okay. But it's a cartoon. It's really cute. I'm pretty sure oh. it's Song of the Sea. Oh, okay. And the little girl's name is Sarsha. <gasps> and oh. she's a selkie and her mom is a selkie and stuff. And yeah, they have the seal skin. And when she puts it on, she turns into... A seal. And, yeah, yeah, that's all. But everything you said lines up with that Yeah, story. yeah. Okay. So that's probably what it is. Yeah. Um, oh, it sounds like it. Because... Some of those seals were larger than others, Mm. and the country people used to call them selkies and whisper that they were not seals at all, but mermen and merwomen who came from a country of their own, far down under the ocean, who assumed this strange disguise in order to pass through the water and come up to breathe the air of this earth of ours. Oh, okay. Yeah, so don't kill them. Don't fucking kill them. But the seal catcher only laughed. Not a friend of the pod. No. And said that those seals were the ones most worth killing, for their skins were so big that he got an extra price for them. I wonder what price I'd get for your skin, seal catcher. Yeah, fucking. It puts the lotion on its skin, (laughs) seal catcher. (laughs) Your skin's not even worth selling, seal catcher. Yeah. (laughs) Fucker. Now it chanced that one day, as he crept up and stabbed one of these particularly (gasps) large seals with his hunting knife, the creature gave a loud cry of pain and slipped off the rock into the sea. It disappeared under the water, carrying the knife along with it. Interesting. Mm. The seal catcher, much annoyed at his clumsiness and also at the loss of his knife, went home to dinner in a very downcast frame of mind. Oh, it went really hard. Did you lose your knife? Oh, well, you really sucks. Murdering an innocent animal. Yeah, could you imagine having gone home, being stabbed? Yeah, fucker. (laughs) I'll take losing my knife over that. Thank you very much. On his way, he met a horseman 
who was so tall and strange looking, and who rode on such a gigantic horse that the seal catcher stopped and looked at him in astonishment, wondering who he was and what and from what country he came. The stranger okay. stopped as well and asked him his trade. On hearing that he was a seal catcher, he immediately ordered a great number of seal skins. The seal catcher was delighted, for such an order meant a large sum of money to him, but his face fell when the horseman added that it was absolutely necessary that the skin should be delivered that evening. Great, he's just gonna go on like a fucking spree. He's gonna go like strangle them with his bare hands. Oh, and love Does every second of it. Does he not have another knife? Jesus. He probably would, psychopath. God. He says, <laughs> I cannot do it, said the seal catcher in a disappointed voice. For the seals will not come back to the rocks again until tomorrow morning. Yeah, because, you know, God forbid you actually go catch a seal or, like, hunt them. No, you just want them to be sleeping on a rock so you can uh-huh. sneak up behind them and stab them. Like some slimy son of a bitch. Like some slimy son of a bitch. You know what I'm trying to think to make myself feel better? Is in most things, like, I'm very... <laughs> Like, I swear to God, I think I have an opinion about fucking everything. <laughs> I love that about you <laughs> and me. Same. Literally the words about to come out of my mouth were, usually I'm very pro-seal. Pro <laughs> I am also pro-seal. Yeah, except for in the cinematic masterpiece, Happy Feet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very anti-seal. They're so mean to the cute little penguins. I don't remember. All I remember from Happy Feet is the the vocal legend, Brittany Murphy's, like, song. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. It's so good. The main character is, what's his butt? Frodo. It's Frodo. Elijah Wood? Elijah Wood, yeah. Is it? Tell me why I kept wanting to say Elton John. Because... (laughs) We're drunk. I'm sorry, Are everybody. God, <laughs> we're not doing good. We're not good tonight. Um, but anyways, God. it's Elijah Wood, and that movie is a masterpiece. But those seals are fucking mean. Okay, I don't remember that, but okay. that's that's yeah. the real good, mean. Good so to keep in I, mind. I, I will try to be anti-seal when I'm usually to clarify very <laughs> pro-seal. Emily's gonna go on the record and say that this is a pro-seal podcast, and so don't we support fucking here. come at us about it. We're very pro-seal here. God. Okay, he says he can't do it. Seals aren't gonna come back to the rocks until tomorrow morning. He's an asshole. Um, the guy, the horseman, says, I can take you to a place where there are any number of seals, answered the stranger. Then catch them yourself, bitch. Right? <laughs> If you will mount behind me on my horse and come with me. The seal catcher agreed to this and climbed up behind the rider. Never get into a stranger's horse. Horse. (laughs) Yeah, never get into a stranger. Like, and also, like, if you're riding the horse, don't invite a stranger to come put their arms around your waist sensually, like, (laughs) while, like, their crotch is, like, rubbing up against the small of your back. Like, don't do that. Like, this is, this is a lot while you're going to go murder animals. It's a meat cute. (laughs) Fucking hell. <laughs> then the rider shook his bridle rein, and off the great horse galloped at this such a This sounds really romantic. I'm not going to lie. He shook his bridle rein, and the, we're going to, I mean, let your mind go where it's going to go. And with they that rode one. off into the fucking sunset. It galloped at such a pace that the seal catcher had much ado to keep his seat. Oh. 
On and on they went, flying like the wind, until at last they came to the edge of a huge precipice, the face of which went sheer down to the sea. Here the mysterious horseman pulled up his steed with a jerk. <laughs> Get off now, he said shortly. Okay. Setting <laughs> okay. us up for it. Alright. <laughs> this was a meat cute. They're in love. And you can't oh, tell God. me otherwise. Canis prairie strawberry mead in the house, everybody. <laughs> okay, he's getting off. The seal catcher is. The seal catcher did it he, as he was bid. And when he found himself safe on the ground, he peeped cautiously over the edge of the cliff to see if there were any seals lying on the rocks below. Just a little peep. A little peep. To his astonishment, he saw no rocks, only the blue sea, which came right up to the foot of the cliff. Where are the seals that you spoke of? He asked anxiously, wishing that he had never set out on such a rash adventure. Oh, is now and now when you're wondering? Is he going to push him off the cliff? Hmm. You will see presently, answered the stranger, who was attending to his horse's bridle. There's something about this bridle, I feel. Yeah, what's lot going of, on? A lot of bridle talk in this folktale. Is this tale. dude the selkie? What? I don't know. He said he was strange looking. Mm-hmm. The seal catcher was now thoroughly frightened, for he felt sure that some evil was about to befall him. And in such a lonely place, he knew that it would be useless to cry out for help. And it seemed as if his fears would prove only too true, for the next moment the stranger's hand was laid upon his shoulder, and he felt himself being hurled bodily over the cliff. Oh, called it. Then he fell with a splash into the sea. They're going to fucking Ker-plunk. get him. They're going to get him. He plunked right down there. He thought that his last hour had come, and he wondered how anyone could work such a deed of wrong upon an innocent man. Get fucked. (laughs) But to his astonishment, he found that some change must have passed over him. For instead of being choked by the water, (gasps) he could breathe quite easily. (gasps) He's gonna get clubbed. But seals don't breathe water. Seals are mammals, right? I think selkies breathe water, don't they? I don't know. Okay, let's see. Let's see. I feel like that was in Song of the Sea. I don't know. Okay. <clears throat> okay. 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 Uh, he and his companion, who was still close at his side, seemed to be sinking as quickly down through the sea as they had flown through the air. Oh, he went with him. Oh. So he like grabbed him by the shoulders and they both went hurling over to the Whoa. side. Down and down they went. He couldn't tell how far until at last they came to a huge arched door, which Whoa. appeared to be made of pink coral studded over with cockle shells. Okay, cute. It opened of its own accord. And when they entered, they found themselves in a huge hall, the walls of which were formed by mother of pearl. Okay, cute. And the floor of which was made of sea sand, smooth, okay, firm, and yellow. Cute. Love this. The hall was crowded with occupants, but they were seals, not men. And when the seal catcher <laughs> turned to his companion to ask him what it all meant, he was aghast to find that the rider, too, had assumed the form of a seal. <gasps> oh. oh, my gosh. But, like, this is, like, oh, it's a little door and a little hallway. And there's, yeah. like, sealies little swimming seals. around. Pink One's coral, got a top hat on. Mother of Pearl. Oh, they're so cute. They're very cute snap in their bellies. Oh, they're so cute. He was still more aghast when he caught sight of himself in a large mirror that hung on the wall. There's mirrors, too. And he saw that he also no longer <gasps> bore the likeness of a man, but was transformed into seal? a nice, hairy brown seal. Oh. They could have made him at least an ugly seal. No, he got to be hairy. <laughs> I, I pick like fuzzy. a shaggy seal. Yeah. Like a long-haired seal. <laughs> Ah, woe to me, he said to himself. Ah, shit. For no fault of my own, this artful stranger has laid some baneful charm upon me. 
and in this awful guise will I remain for the rest of my natural life. <laughs> wow. A dramatic hand upon the forehead. <laughs> a little flipper. The rest of my life. A little, a little flipper. flipper oh, the forehead. Oh, no. For the rest of my life. At first, none of the huge creatures spoke to him. For some reason or another, they seemed to be very sad. They moved gently about the hall, talking quietly and mournfully to one another, or lay sadly upon the sandy floor, wiping big tears from their eyes with their soft furry fins. Baby. Did it say with their soft furry fins, or did you add that in? No, it says with their soft furry fins. Oh. Babies. But presently they began to notice him and to whisper one another. Ooh. Oh, did he, like, did he like kill their king or something? Probably, they're talking shit. Then his guide moved away from him and disappeared through a door at the end of the hall. When he returned, he held a huge knife in his hand. Fuck yeah, fuck whoa, him up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you ever see this before? He asked, <sighs> holding it out to the unfortunate seal catcher, who, to his horror, recognized his own hunting knife, with which he had struck the seal in the morning, and which had been carried off by the wounded animal. At the sight of the knife, he fell upon his face and begged for mercy. Like, you should, you fuck. <laughs> for he at once came to the conclusion that the inhabitants of the cavern, enraged at the harm which had been wrought upon their comrade, mm -hmm. had contrived to capture him and bring him down to their subterranean abode in order to wreak their vengeance upon him by killing him. Whoa. Okay, I stand a selkie. Like, I love, I love a seal. Oh, love a they're so vengeful. They are. I love that. Yeah. Are they, or is he just assuming they're vengeful? I mean, I don't know. They should be. What if they're just like, ha, it's fine. We didn't like that guy anyways. Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Craig. They're, it was so annoying. They're going to be like, you. oh my God, thank you so much. Now you're the seal king because <laughs> yeah. you killed the old seal king. So oh, welcome shit. to it. What a twist. Jesus. I'd be so mad. Like, no. No, I, I absolutely to get do not knifed. want that job. No, oh, thank God. you. Whew, okay, but instead of instead of killing him, they crowded round him, rubbing their soft noses against his fur to show their sympathy, and implored him not to put himself about, for no harm would befall him, and they would love him all their lives long if he would only do what they asked him. Okay. What are they going to ask You him? guys, come on. Tell me what it is, said the seal catcher, and I will do it if it lies within my power. Damn it, he shouldn't have put that in. Uh, yeah. He's smart, I hate that. Yeah. Follow me, answered his guide, and he led the way to a door through which he had disappeared when he went to seek the knife. Oh. What's happening? What is no happening? Clue. What are they going to make him do? No, the seal catcher followed him, and there, in a smaller room, he found a great brown seal lying on a bed of pale pink seaweed with a gaping wound in his side. Oh. That is my father, said his guide. Whom you wounded this morning, thinking that he was one of the common seals who lived in the sea, instead of a merman who has speech and understanding as you mortals have. Okay, here, to be clear, he didn't give a fuck. No, no, he would have done time. it anyway. He would have done it anyways. Yeah, this he guy is not a fucking care. dick. Yeah. yeah, he does not deserve to witness the pink coral arch and the mother of pearl going on in this and room And this here. bed of light pink seaweed. It's just fucked. Um, okay. Instead of a merman who has speech and understanding as you mortals have, I brought you hither to bind up his wounds, for no other hand than yours can heal him. Oh. Okay, some little retribution here, maybe. I have no skill in the art of healing, said the seal catcher. Yeah, we Are fucking, you fucking know. Are you kidding? You can't at least be like, oh, I'll try. Yeah, no. 
He's like, oh, it, it kind of feels like maybe I could just finish him off and get the money. Yeah, him. he's like, I actually don't know how to do that, so. Jesus. Bye. Huh, I have no skill in the art of healing, said the seal catcher, astonished at the forbearance of these strange creatures who hit, whom he had so unwittingly wronged. But I will bind up the wound to the best of my power, and I am only sorry that it was my hand that caused it. He's getting getting sorry. Okay. He went over to the bed and, stooping over the wounded seal, washed and dressed the hurt as well as he could. Said dressed the hurt as well as he could. Why is that cute? That's very cute. (laughs) And the touch of his hands appeared to work like magic, for no sooner he had finished than the wound seemed to deaden and die, leaving only the scar. And the old seal sprang up as well as ever. Woo! Folk tales! Oh! Then there was a great rejoicing throughout the whole palace of seals. They laughed and they talked and they embraced each other in their own strange way. With their itty bitty flippers around the big round bodies. That's her strange way to very cute. Oh, they're so cute. That's so cute. Crowding around their comrade and rubbing their noses against his as if to show him how delighted they were at his recovery. The baby Stop with the little hug mugs Oh my god. The fucking snoot snoot rubs. I can't. But all this while, the seal catcher stood alone in a corner, his mind filled with dark thoughts. For although he saw... <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Scorpio. For although he saw now that they had no intention of killing him, he did not relish the prospect of spending the rest of his life guised as a seal, fathoms <laughs> deep under the ocean. But presently, his guide approached him and said... Now you are at liberty to return home to your wife and children. I will take you to them, but only on one condition. Oh. And what is that? Asked the seal catcher eagerly, overjoyed at the prospect of being restored safely to the upper world and to his family. That you will take a solemn oath to never wound a seal again. That's too nice. But that is good. I'm glad that is, that, that is yeah. a condition here. And he did save the one, I guess. So, mm. okay, yeah, yeah, I guess. But think of how many of their friends and family that this man has killed. Yeah. That I will do right gladly, he replied. For although the promise meant giving up his means of livelihood, he felt that if only he regained his proper shape, he could always turn his hand to something else. Okay. Oh, great. I mean, we, you probably should have done that before then, but we okay. We love someone that can recognize when they're wrong. Yep. And make changes to better themselves. Yes. Uh-huh. Hell yeah, seal catcher. So he took the required oath with all due solemnity. Solemnity? Oh my gosh, I never know how to say that fucking word. Solemnity? Solemnity? Okay. So he took the required oath with all due solemnity. Solemnity? <laughs> I never fucking know. Solemnity. 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 So he took the (laughs) mead. (laughs) Okay. Watch. I've been like trying to like get you to to say it. Watch. I'm just like totally fucking wrong. Because like I said, I I always forget how to pronounce that word. So sorry in advance. He (laughs) he took the required oath with all due solemnity. No. So he took the required oath, holding up his fin as he swore, 
And all of the other seals crowded around him as witnesses. They're crowdy little babies. They are. They're crowding around a lot. And a sigh of relief went all through the halls when the words were spoken, for he was the most noted seal catcher in the north of Scotland. Oh, what a relief. We got him, guys. Yeah. We got him. (laughs) Then he bade the strange company farewell, and accompanied by his guide, passed once more through the outer doors of the coral and up and up and up through the shadowy green water until it began to grow lighter and lighter as they emerged into the sunshine. Then, with one spring, they reached the top of the cliff, where the great black horse was waiting for them, quietly nibbling on the green turf. The horse is just having a great day, too. This is a really cute story. You're just nibbling. And just nibble. The big, big horse and the little yeah. nibbles. When they left the water, their strange disguise dropped off of them, and they were now as they had been before. A plain seal catcher and a tall, well-dressed gentleman in riding clothes. Ouch. Okay. Are you high? (laughs) Ouch to the seal catcher. That was some shade. (laughs) Just the regular-ass, boring-ass looking (laughs) seal catcher. And this this tall drink of water over here. He's tall, well-dressed in his riding clothes. A fucking seal catcher. Get up behind me, said the latter, <laughs> as he swung himself into his saddle. Like, here we go Come again, on. y'all. Why is them riding the horse together so sensual? It's so sensual. The seal catcher did as he was bid. Same. <laughs> I mean, taking like a good little girl. <laughs> mm-hmm, taking tight hold of his companion's coat. Shut mm-hmm. up. Is that what we're calling it now? <laughs> For he remembered how nearly he had fallen off in his previous journey. <laughs> yeah, hold on tight. I cannot. Then it all happened as it happened before. <laughs> the bridle was shaken. The horse galloped off, and it was not long before the seal catcher found himself standing in safety before his own garden gate. He held out his hand to say goodbye, but as he did, the stranger pulled out a huge bag of gold and placed it in his hand. Whoa. You have done your part of the bargain. We must do ours, he said. Men shall never this say was... that we took away an honest man's work without making reparation for it. Uh, and here is what will... Sorry, I interrupted you. You can keep going. No, I'm, I'm just fucking flabbergasted. That's the equivalent of, like, someone putting a hit out on <laughs> me and my entire family and all the people I know and love. And me being like, hey, can you stop... Like please, after they tried stop. to kill your dad yeah. and like mortally wounded yes. him, and you have to go kidnap him yeah. and be like, "Hi, can you fix my dad, please?" Yeah, you're He's the like, only oh, one shit. who okay. has medical experience, and then he does fix my dad, and then I'm like, "Can you like not kill us anymore?" And he's like. Yeah, I guess. And I'm like, wow, I owe you so much money. Yeah, Hitman. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, you're taking away his work. His work was killing everyone. Seals are like debatably too chill. They're way too nice. Way, way, way too nice. Like, oh my gosh, the way that I thought that this was going in the opposite direction, they were gonna like Oh, I wanted them to gather around him and beat the shit out of them. They're sweet little velvety flippers and stab the shit. Like take turns (laughs) stabbing this man. Like that's honestly what I thought. Imagining these cute little seals. That With the look of death in their eyes. Fucking listen, my Scorpio moon has never loved <laughs> any other vision more than sweet baby seals with their little flip flippers just some, stabbing this guy. Yeah, getting some cold, cold revenge. God, anyways, like someone check in on us. We're, <laughs> we're 
her unwell. Also, um, we are two stories in, and we are also, like, 50 minutes into this episode. Fuck, well, a lot of this is getting edited out. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm, a, I'm, like, two paragraphs away. So here we go. Okay. Men shall never say that we took away an honest man's work without making reparation for it. And here is what will keep you in comfort till your life's end. They fucking paid him out for his whole life? What? They're way too nice. Then he rode away. And when the astonished seal catcher carried the bag into his cottage and turned the gold out on the table, he found that what the stranger said was true and that he would be a rich man for the remainder of his days. The end. Huh? Yeah. What? Yep. Okay. That's it. Well, he didn't deserve any he, he of that. He fucking did not deserve one part of it. I didn't like that. No. I didn't like that at all. No. What you got? What you got? Okay. This next one is called The Envious Neighbor. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Long, long ago, an old couple lived in a village, and as they had no children to love and care for, they gave all their affection to a little dog. Okay. <laughs> I'm there. He was a pretty little creature, and instead of growing spoiled and disagreeable at not getting everything he wanted, as even children will do sometimes, most of the time, the dog was grateful to them for their kindness and never left their side whether they were in the house or out of it. If this dog dies, okay. I'm fucking out. I'm literally, like, we're, d- spill the means over. <laughs> we're, we're never going to end this again. Not only this episode, the entire everything. podcast. Yeah, it's over. Folktales, everything. If it's anything done. happens to this dog right <laughs> here, right now, we are this... ending our podcast. Okay, so here's the thing. The dog died. I'm already crying and <laughs> Emily has refused to read one more sentence to me. Yeah, we're... We recorded, just so you guys know, we recorded, like, half this story, and then I read the next sentence before I said it aloud, the sentence where the dog dies, and I literally, it was, like, so horrible that oh I was, like, God, I can't, like, why? He doesn't suffer. He doesn't suffer. Let me yeah, clarify. He, it's I, a quick death, at least. At the very least. But. But, like. But and his spirit like, lingers. Which it's, is good. No, it's and not he visits for the old, old man. People. Okay, they didn't want to anyways. I know, I know. So, anyways, oh the dog does die. Okay. I literally don't think Maddie can handle it. We don't want to stop doing the podcast forever <laughs> because, like, we really can't handle the dog die. I'm sorry, I'm such a pussy, you guys. This is my fault, and I can't fucking handle it. Yeah. So I don't even think I could read it, to be honest. Like, so, I'm not doing okay right now, and Maddie doesn't even. Know I have no clue. Yeah. I tried to ask her if he kicked. Oh my god! It's he like did not kick the dog to, to death, death, and like he my voice not. was like breaking. I know. Oh god! He okay. didn't. Well, um, I'm fucking sorry. Um, you can go ahead and DM Emily at Lady Bordon on Instagram if you would I'll like you the name of this story, yeah. or if you want her to tell you privately. I can't. Yeah. If the I'll, dog I'm dies, I'm maybe dead. quickly <laughs> summarize it, or oh I'll god. just lead you in the right direction. But like, eh, god. you don't. It's not. No. We're not, we're not going any further into it. So instead, I am doing The Prince Who Wanted to See the World. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yay. And if a dog fucking dies in this... Then we are quitting Spill the Mead forever. are quitting Spill the Mead forever. I feel like I'm going to puke. <laughs> okay. And it's not the mead. Well, there's like a cute picture of a very cute chunky baby in this one. So maybe there's some happiness coming okay. forward. Okay. 
There once was a king who had only one son, and this young man tormented his father from morning to night to allow him to travel in far countries. For a long time, the king refused to give him leave, but at last, wearied out, he granted permission and ordered his treasurer to produce a large sum of money for the prince's expenses. Ooh, traveling in style, prince. All right. The youth was overjoyed at the thought that he was really going to see the world, and after tenderly embracing his father, he set forth. He rode on for some weeks without meeting any adventures, but one night, when he was resting at an inn, he came across another traveler, whom he fell into conversation, in the course of which the stranger inquired if he ever played cards. The young man replied that he was very fond of doing so. This cards seems like the guy's going to take you to town over cards. I'm sorry, I'm trying to, like, my yeah. fight or flight is still, like, so... <laughs> peaked right now i'm like trying to like yeah every time i blink i see like dead dogs oh <laughs> maddie it, like, feels, just wanna, it feels like like a happy little moment i'm like coming. 45 minutes away from my own dog and she's like at home sleeping because it's fucking 11 and o'clock. she is healthy and, and she, she is happy and she is safe no clue the snuggle she's gonna get oh my gosh home. over this <laughs> Dog that to I me no clear clue. does not exist. Does not it never did. It and never I don't did. know what happened. But this Oh it's fictional okay, dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, this kid wants to see the world. He's and he's gonna play cards it. and he's probably gonna lose. Yeah. When there was <clears throat> oh Cards were brought, and in a very short time, the prince had lost every penny he possessed. God, that stresses to the me new out acquaintance. so much, dude. Oh. People with gambling problems, if oh, you're out there listening so to this, you stress me out. Man. Yeah. Like, your life oh stresses me out so much. That, I, it stresses them out, too, probably. God. When there was absolutely nothing left at the bottom of the bag, the stranger proposed that they should have just one more game and that if the prince won, he should have the money restored to him. But in case he lost, should remain in the inn for three years. Three years? And besides that, should be his servant for another three. Oh, damn. So six? Yep. The prince agreed to those terms, played, and lost. Oh, my God, your gambling problem stresses me out so much. So the stranger took rooms for him and furnished him with bread and water every day for three years. People cannot, humans cannot live off of bread and water. That's not going to work. The prince lamented his lot, but it was no use. And at the end of three years, he was released. Whoa, we're really skipping ahead. Wow. Oh, hey, yeah. And had to go to the house of the stranger, who was really the king of a neighboring country, to be his servant. Before he had gone very far, he met a woman. (laughs) Bless you. He had met a woman carrying a child, which was crying from hunger. Oh, no. The prince took it from her and fed it with his last crust of bread and last drop of water, and then he gave it back to its mother. The woman thanked him gratefully and said, Listen, my lord, you must walk straight on till you notice a very strong scent, which comes from a garden by the side of the road. Okay. Go in and hide yourself close to a tank where three doves will come to bathe. Wow. As the last one flies past you, catch hold of its robe of feathers and refuse to give it back till the dove has promised you three things. The young man did as he was told, and everything happened as the woman had said. They were, they do not take time I was for say, descriptions wow, in this. What, what are the three <clears throat> things? Like, what? Wow. Yeah. He took the robe of feathers from the dove. What does that even mean? He plucked all the feathers off the dove? I don't That's think That's not how so. doves work. I don't know. Who gave him, in exchange for it, a ring, a collar, and one of its own plumes, saying, When you are in any trouble, cry, Come to my aid, O dove. 
It's very straight to the point. Yeah. I am the daughter of the king you are going to serve, who hates your father and made you gamble in order to cause your ruin. Thus the prince went on his way, and in course of time he arrived at the king's palace. As soon as his master knew he was there, the young man was sent for into his presence, and three bags were handed to him with these words. Take this wheat, this millet, and this barley, and sow them at once, so that I may have loaves of them all tomorrow. Oh, wow. The prince stood speechless at this command, but the king did not condescend to give any further explanation the prince is like i have no fucking clue how to make bread like i I don't know what is this this is bread somehow i don't fucking know is that what he has to do does he have to make bread i thought he had to like grow it oh he did say sowing seed is that Oh, so I does think he have I to like just, grow it all and then make the bread make from the, what he has sown the next day? I don't know why that's how I. I don't either or he can't do either. He's yeah. a prince. He doesn't know how. No, what's that was not in his prince lessons. Um, bread comes from the kitchen. <laughs> like I don't. It doesn't have to be made. It comes from the kitchen. Yeah, they I'll just, just go grab bread. Some. Something they bring to me. <laughs> I don't like. That was in his prince lessons. <laughs> um. And when he was dismissed, the young man flew to the room which had been set aside for him, and pulling out his feather, he cried, Dove, dove, be quick and come. What is it? said the dove, flying in through the open window, and the prince told her of the task before him, and of his despair at being unable to accomplish it. Fear nothing, it will be all right, replied the dove as she flew away again. Super lucky that the doves talk in this story. Oh my gosh, That's like so helpful. The next morning, when the prince awoke, he saw the three loaves standing beside his bed. He jumped up and dressed, and he was scarcely ready when a page arrived with the message that he was to go at once into the king's chamber. Taking the loaves in his arm, he followed the boy, and bowing low, laid them down before the king. The monarch looked at the loaves for a moment without speaking, and then he said, Good. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. The man who can do this, also find the ring which my eldest daughter dropped into the sea. Okay, come on. It's going to be a lot of these yeah, little tasks. It. No. Okay, I'm looking at this picture of the prince, which we're going to have to post on Instagram because, like, he's kind of hot. Is the prince a daddy? <laughs> Look at his hair. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, he does. He has that that millennial high school boy hair oh, where they, like, ruined shake it. For- it ew, and, ew, like- ew. I was thinking, like, some... Uh, oh, fuck. What am I thinking? Ranger vibe. Like, long, shaggy, like, curlyish hair. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, but you absolutely ruined it for me, and now he is No, that's that's what, that's what did it for me in high school. I was like, ugh, see, you've got, like, Oh, in high school? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that millennial oh. high school. Like, that shaggy hair. You know what I'm saying? Like, the guys in high school, and they would, like, shake their heads, and then, okay. like, go, foof. Yes, and but that was go, more of, like, a, it was usually straightened. And layered very precisely, all yeah. like right across, and going in a circle around their head. Yeah, in a circle. Like yeah. as if you like took them upside down and like yeah, flushed and, like, their head in a toilet. Yeah, like a little top. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> well, you know, Maddie was like sploosh. <laughs> oh for, my god! Yeah, that's it for me. Okay, but look at the prince's hand. Okay, Knuckles. Hey. <laughs> hey. That's the, that's the Darby hand. hand. Um, anyways, I will post that picture so you guys can make your own judgments <laughs> on this prince. Um, They're the going to look at the... this and be like, I have no fucking clue. <laughs> like, 
I have no opinion on this illustrated prince who doesn't exist. Podcast. Um, Also, you're going to be more off put by who the prince is talking to, which we will get to in a second. I didn't even see it. Oh well, let's get there. Need. The prince hastened back to his room and summoned the dove. And when she heard this new command, she said, Now listen, tomorrow take a knife and a basin and go down to the shore and get into a boat you will find there. The young man did not know what he was to do when he was in the boat or where he was to go. But as the dove had come to his rescue before, he was ready to obey her blindly. Yeah, why don't you go marry the dove? He probably is. When he reached the boat, he found the dove perched on one of the masts, and at the signal from her, he put to the sea. The wind was behind them, and they soon lost sight of land. The dove then spoke for the first time and said, Take that knife and cut off my head. Oh, no! But be careful that not a single drop of blood falls to the ground. That's not how decapitation works. (laughs) There's so much blood. Uh, Yeah, the the biology of this one is not working. No, Feathers on a bird are not a robe. No! You cannot decapitate a thing. And have have not a drop of blood on the ground. Afterwards, you must throw it into the sea. Is it the head or the body? I I was just going to ask you. (laughs) Wondering at this strange order, the prince picked up his knife and severed the dove's head from her body at one stroke. Okay, well, hopefully he knew. Because there goes your instructions. (laughs) A little while after, a dove rose from the water with a ring in its beak. And laying it in the prince's hand, dabbled itself with the blood that was in the basin when its head became that of a beautiful girl. So the thing that he was talking to in that picture was a dove with the head of, like, a human oh, woman. Oh, okay, I didn't see that. Because I was just getting ready to ask him, like, okay, so just to make sure we're talking, like, bird body, human head. Because that's yep. a lot. That's bigger than the body. Oh, okay. No, it's it's to scale there. I was picturing yeah. like a human size oh, no. on a bird body. No, head. it's a teeny okay. tiny little head. The neck's too long. It makes the me neck a is too long. It's but... it's very. It's not. It's not great. It's off putting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I don't think you can see a human head on a bird's body and not think that's off putting. No, but yeah, now you know. I kind of. I was never a bird person, but I'm way off the train now. Definitely not now. Why are their necks like that, you? Okay. Don't like it. Another moment, and it had vanished completely, and the prince took the ring and made his way back to the palace. The king stared with surprise at the sight of the ring, but he thought of another way of getting rid of the young man, which was sure even than the other two. This evening, you will mount my colt and ride him to the field and break him in properly. Ooh. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like he might be mean to the horse. Is this going to be another, like, animal abuse story? I was going to say, like, can, if anyone has a recommendation on a folktale book that has no animal cruelty, <laughs> that would be fucking great. For. That That's the list of requirements. Yeah. Folk, one, folktale. Yeah. Two, no, no animal, animal abuse. Cruelty. Yeah. Yep. Like, that's it. So many humans can die. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but, like, not one harm to one animal. Not nope, one little nope, nope. fur, feather, nothing on their body. Yeah, so they he better break him in kindly. Yeah. Properly and also kindly. Yeah. The Very prince respectfully, received... it better be, like, consensual. <laughs> yes, consensual breaking in of this cult. Yeah. <clears throat> the prince received this command as silently as he had received the rest, but no sooner was he in his room than he called for the dove, who said... Attend to me. My father longs to see you dead and thinks he will kill you by this means. He himself is the colt. My mother is the saddle. My two sisters are the stirrups. And I 
am the bridal. Oh, the bridal. Do not forget to take a good club to help you with dealing with such a crew. What the fuck? Jesus. (laughs) So the prince mounted the colt and gave him such a a beating. Her dad. Mounted her dad. Yep. It's sitting Sitting on the mom's face. (laughs) Uh, Feet on the sisters. I've got the full picture here. Here we go. (laughs) And gave him such a beating that when he came to the palace to announce that the animal was now so meek that it could be ridden by the smallest child, he found the king so bruised that he had to be wrapped in cloths, dipped in vinegar. Why was this the mission? Why was... And it apparently was so hard, it seemed pretty easy to me. Yeah. The mother was too stiff to move. Several of the daughter's ribs were broken. This is just so odd. It, I... At least it wasn't an actual horse. No, see, whatever can happen to humans, like, oh, your ribs bruised, at least that poor pony <laughs> didn't have to. Yep, he is Bane. unbothered. The youngest, however, was quite unharmed. That night she came to the prince and whispered to him, fuck me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. I didn't like, say that oh, here we go. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Spill the meat after hours. <laughs> You've waited this long. Here you, go. <laughs> you knew it was going to get here sometime. <laughs> We're charging extra for this one. Yeah. Now that they are all in too much pain to move, we had better seize our chance and run away. Go to the stable and saddle the leanest horse you can find there. But the prince was foolish enough to choose the fattest. And when they had started and the princess saw what he had done, she was very sorry. For though this horse ran like the wind, the other flashed like thought. Why did he not pick the leanest horse? Like, why we've made it this fucking far and you're going to break the rules? He's just foolish. Straight up foolish. However, it was dangerous to go back and they rode on as fast as the horse would go. In the night, the king sent for his youngest daughter. And as she did not come, he sent again. But she did not come anymore for that. Imagine that. He calls again, and she still doesn't fucking come even more. <laughs> even more not yeah, coming. Even more so. I'm going to ignore you fucking harder. <laughs> she did. The God queen, is, man. who was a witch, discovered... What a twist. The queen's a witch. Okay. Wow. Discovered this that her- just keeps giving... I have to be completely honest. I have no fucking clue what's going on in this story <laughs> right nope. now. Once, the, once they were the saddle and the stirrups and shit, uh, it lost <laughs> me. <laughs> Like, I don't know what's going on. Better than a dog dying, yep, though, so we're going to keep going. Um, the queen's a witch. Discovered that her daughter had gone off with the prince and told her husband that he must leave his bed and go after them. The king got slowly up, groaning with pain, and dragged himself to the stables where he saw the lean horse still in his stall. Fucking prince. What were you thinking? Leaping on his back, he shook the reins, and his daughter, who knew what to expect and had her eyes open, saw the horse start forward, and in the twinkling of an eye, changed her own steed into a cell, the prince into a hermit, and herself into a nun. What the fuck is going on? (laughs) When the king reached the chapel, he pulled up his horse and asked if a girl and a young man had passed that way. The hermit raised his eyes, which were bent on the ground, and said that he had not seen a living creature. The king, much disgusted at this news, and not knowing what to do, returned home and told his wife that, though he had ridden for miles, he had come across nothing but a hermit and a nun in a cell. Why, those were the runaways, of course, she cried, flying into a passion. And if you had only brought a scrap of the nun's dress or a bit of stone from the wall, I should have had them in my power. Thank you, fucking idiot. Everyone fucking knows that. Why did you not take 
some of the nuns breasts like, that's <laughs> when the you say first cool, thing cool, you cool 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 you didn't see them can i have like a scrap in your dress yeah Is that cool? like i'm just gonna no. take this i'm gonna take this bit of stone off the wall yeah no biggie at these words the king hastened back to the stable and brought out the lean horse who traveled quicker than thought, but his daughter saw him coming and changed her horse into a plot of ground, herself into a rose tree covered with roses. Rose a tree? are not trees. Okay. And the prince into a gardener. I would, lo- I would love a rose tree. Yeah, sounds cool. Yeah. As the king rode up, the gardener looked up from the tree, which oh was my gosh. trimming. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mead. Um, like Alice in Wonderland. I will, okay. Trees. That yeah. did cross my mind. Okay. I was like, oh, it, they did look like trees in Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. Um, the prince into a gardener. As the king rode up, the gardener looked up from the tree which he was trimming and asked if anything was the matter. Have you seen a young man and a girl go by? Said the king. And the gardener shook his head and replied that no one had passed that way since he had been working there. So the king turned his steps homewards. King's a fucking idiot. Yeah. And told his wife. <laughs> idiot she cried she jesus just go yourself queen yeah like you mount the horse oh, if she if you had only brought me one of the roses or handful of earth i should have had them in my power but there's no time to waste i shall have to go with you myself if for fucking hell yeah you do yeah, because he's not just gonna start taking handfuls of, of whatever the, the fuck yeah yeah the girl saw them from afar, and a great fear fell on her, for yeah, she she's knew like, her mother's skill in magic of all mom. kinds. Yeah. My <laughs> mom knows. Like, mom's going to know. Mm-hmm. However, she determined to fight to the end. I love this girl. Mm-hmm. And changed the horse into a deep pool, herself into an eel, and the prince into a turtle. That sounded, that sounds smart, but it was no use. Her mother recognized them all, and pulling up, asked her daughter if she did not repent and would not come home again. And would not like to come home again. The eel wagged, no, with her tail. <laughs> cute. <laughs> That's really cute. And the queen told her husband to put a drop of water from the pool into a bottle because it was only by that means that she could seize hold of her daughter. The king did as he was bid and was just in the act of drawing the bottle out of the water after he'd filled it when the turtle knocked against it and oh. spilt it all. Oh. The king then filled it a second time. But again, the turtle was too quick for him. <laughs> a turtle king. was too so quick bad. for you? The king, the king is sucks so, so incompetent, bad. but he's really damn good at cards. There's just, like, so much water, <laughs> you know? Like, I feel... It's... Move away from the turtle. <laughs> How small is this pond? Like... And how does he have this random talent for cards when he can't do a damn other thing? I don't... God. She really, like... I love this. Like, he tries to get a drop of water twice, and that's it. The queen saw that she was beaten and called down a curse on her daughter that the prince should forget all about her. Oh, Oh, that's sad. Yeah, come on, Mom. Yeah, after having relieved her feelings in this manner, she and the king went back to the palace. The others resumed their proper shapes and continued their journey, but the princess was so silent that at last the prince asked her what was the matter. It is because I know you will soon forget all about me, said she, and though he laughed at her and told her it was impossible, she did not cease to believe it. Just, they, just uh, appreciate the time you have yeah. now. Oh, don't worry it away. It's so sad. This is if you know, you know. Spoiler end of um, the new Spider-Man movie, No Way Home. They rode on and on and on till they reached the end of the world where the prince lived. And leaving the girl in an inn, he went, he went himself to the palace to ask leave of his father to present her to him as his bride. No, oh. but 
In his joy at seeing his family once more, he forgot all about her and even listened when the king spoke of arranging a marriage for him. When the poor girl heard this, she wept bitterly and cried out, Come to me, my sisters, for I need you badly. In a moment they stood beside her, and the elder one said, Do not be sad, all will be well. And they told the innkeeper that if any of the king's servants wanted any birds for their master, they were to be sent up to them, as they had three doves for sale. And so it fell out, and as the doves were very beautiful, the servant bought them for the king who admired them so much that he called his son to go look at them. The prince was much pleased with the doves and was coaxing them to come to him. When one fluttered on to the top of the window and said, if you could only hear us speak, you would admire us still more. And another perched on the table and added, talk away, it might help him to remember. And the third okay. flew on his sh- I'm so confused. And I the- have, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the third flew on his shoulder and whispered to him, put on this ring prince and see if it fits you and it did then they hung a collar around his neck and held a feather on which he was written the name of the dove <gasps> oh, the three gifts okay. oh shit god man that was a slow burn there we are. Okay. that finally came back around i totally forgot about the three I, gifts i f- yeah. Wow. Is this still the envious neighbor? I don't fucking <laughs> know what's happening what anymore. What are we doing? And at last his memory came back to him and he declared he would marry the princess and nobody else. So the next day the wedding took place and they lived happily till they died. The end. Woohoo! Whoa! What a folk tale. I feel like now would be a great time to refer everybody back to Folk Tales 5. That was our best folk tale episode ever. If you like chaos, this was our best folk yeah, tale God. episode ever. This, yeah, this was a lot. Um, we weren't... Who lets the fucking dog die? We weren't planning on the dog dying. No. I No. We, uh, don't, we said that as a joke. No, we don't read these ahead of time because it's not as fun that way. Exactly. So, uh, you want our genuine reactions, but let me tell you, you do not want Maddie and I genuinely bawling of sadness. No. On the pod. No. This is not the time nor place. No. Folktales especially. If I'm going to cry, it's going to be over like a real historical person oh yeah if it's gonna be over a dead dog that never existed i'm just gonna skip it yeah no i'm just not gonna listen i'm not gonna read and i'm just gonna skip it if this was your first episode of spill the maid um please just literally click on any other one (laughs) and give it a shot especially folktales five folktales five so good y'all that's our favorite Mm -hmm. forever and ever Okay, but that's it. Um, wow. Thank you for hanging in there. You're welcome for not telling you a story about a dead dog. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>